Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We at Clarion Call Christian Center are delighted that you chose to listen to our worship service. Each of our pastors endeavor to preach the word of God with clarity to your spirit. So let us enter the service already in progress. Begin the reading of God's word, beginning at verse 25. When you have it, say amen. And the word of God reads, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentile be come in. And so all Israel shall be saved as it is written. There shall come out of Zion the deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, when I shall take away their sin. And concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gift and the calling of God are without repentance. For ye are in times past have not believed. God yet now obtained mercy through their unbelief. Even so have these also now not believed that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. For God has concealed them all in unbelief that he might have mercy unto all, upon all. Oh, the depths of the riches of both the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Or who has first given him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. Amen. use for subject matter this morning 
It's the way God planned it. It's the way God planned it. So often in our lives, we find ourselves asking the question, why? We find ourselves asking the question, why me? We scratch our heads, pace the floor, trying to figure out what the world is going on. Our text this morning starts out in Romans 11, verse 25, and it says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery. The reason why you're asking these questions is because life is a mystery. But that mystery is a part of God's plan. It's the way that God planned it. God knew exactly who you are. God knew the part that you would play in this plan that he has set forth for life. And so often we hear it being said, well, if God is so loving, how can he allow such problems in the world? How can he cause such tragedies to happen in the world? How can all of these events come about if God loves his people and God is a God of love because that's the way God planned it. We don't know why people go through what they go through. We don't understand it and we probably never will. Because the Bible says in Isaiah 55, 89 that God's ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. It says that God's ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts higher than our thoughts. And if we look at our text and go down to verse 34, it says, who has known the mind of the Lord? If we go back one verse to 33, it says, the depth of his riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. All our ways, 
everything that happens to us in life is the way God planned it. I was a young Christian in my Christian walk. And there was a, a, a thing that God dropped into my spirit, into my mindset at that very young age in, in my walk with him. And what he said, he said, the reason that I was born, the reason that I'm here is because God had something that he wanted me to do. And he said, nobody else in this world can complete this task that I have given you to do but you. And, and as I, I grew in the world, it, it let me understand that God had a whole lot of people that could do the things that I could do. But he confirmed that word in my spirit when he took me to Jeremiah 1 and 5. And it says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. And it says there, and before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee meaning I set you apart for a purpose. So as I was walking around and, and ministering to people and telling them, God has given you something to do that can nobody else do but you. God confirmed that in my, in my spirit to let me know that he set me apart for a purpose. And my question to you this morning is, what has God Giving you to do. And are you doing what's needed to be done as a part of that plan? Oh, glory to God. Because here, here's the thing. Because there's only three areas that would identify whether or not you understand what that call that God has given you is manifesting in your life. The first one is you need to know what God wants you to do. Whatever that thing he's placed in your spirit to do, you need to know what that is. And secondly, you need to learn how to do it. And the third thing that you need to do about what God has placed in your spirit to do is say you are to do it to the best of your ability. Martin Luther King says that if I'm a street sweeper, be the best street sweeper I can be. So what am I saying to you? 
I'm saying that the answer to all of those three questions of what it is that God has called me to do. And how am I supposed to go about doing it? And how am I supposed to be the best at what it is that God has called me to do? Every answer to that question is found in the word of God. And it means that we've got to get into the word to know what God has called us to do. You know, I've read this chapter 11 a number of times throughout the years. And it wasn't until Pastor Ross explained something to me. He said, chapter 9, 10, and chapter 11 they all go together. You just can't read chapter 11 by itself. You've got to tie every aspect of those three chapters together to understand what this chapter is actually saying. Because when you look at those three chapters, chapter 9 is going to tell you what, your, what the purpose is. Why all these three chapters are connected. It's about the Gentiles and, and being rebellious against God. Chapter 9 is going to tell you why it was that, that they did what they did. Chapter 10 is going to tell you how salvation came about to bring that purpose about. And it, it's through our being saved and, and giving our heart to God that lets us know that there is something inside of me that God wants me to do. And then chapter 11 comes about and says that God is in control of every bit of it. So we've got to know what, what it is God is calling us to do because it talks about God's election and the chosen of God's people is Israel. But Israel, like you and me sometimes, rebelled against God. Oh, it's real. We rebel sometimes. I don't want to do this. I don't want to go that way. Send somebody else. Oh, yeah, we do it. We rebel against them. But see, they rebelled against God because they didn't want to be led by God. They wanted to do their own thing, their own way. And the plan of God for them didn't go with the plan that they had for themselves. So they rebelled against God. And sometimes we go through that same aspect of rebelling against God. But in that aspect of Israel rebelling against God, it opened up the door for you and me because the Gentiles was able to be grafted in to be used by God. And because of that, that means that now we are instruments of God. And being instruments of God, we've got to get ourselves in a position to be fit for the master's use. Because that 
is what God did by grafting us in. He brought us out of darkness. Brought us into his marvelous light that the work of God can be manifested through us. God is not slack on his promises. Israel is still God's chosen people. They're still going to come back to be with God as he promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But right now, we're the ones that God is using to reach the lost for Christ. And because of him using us, the Bible says the harvest is ripe, plenteous, but the laborers are few. So that's why learning what to do and learning how to do it and being our best at it is so important because we've got to reach the laws for Christ. God set us apart for such a time as that that we might be used mightily for the glory of God. Look at what it says in verse 25. It says, For I was not brethren that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceit, that blindness part is happening to Israel. That's what I just talked about, the rebellion. They just, they just lost what it was God had given for them in the wilderness. Lost what, what how God had been so good to them. Lost how he, he covered them and blessed them. And when he opened up the door for us, it says in verse 26, it says, And so all Israel shall be saved, as it is written, there shall come out of Zion a deliverer and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. Jesus is coming back, y'all. And we got to be ready for what Jesus is preparing us to do. 27 says, for this is the covenant unto them when I shall take away their sins. See, that's saying that God is all sovereign. God knows all things. That means that being sovereign means that God has supreme authority and all things are under his control. So you wonder why you're going through what you're going through? You wonder why you're going through these challenges and why things are the way they are? Because God is in control. See, he's the creator of heaven and earth. He woke you up this morning. He woke me up this morning and started me on my way. He put breath in my body this morning that I could come and lift my hand to him and give him worship. Somebody didn't take that, somebody took their last breath this morning. 
So that's a reason to lift your hand and give God praise because he gave you another day of life to give him glory and to give him praise. Because that's the kind of God he is. He's a great God. He's an awesome God. And everything about you, whether it's the smallest of things or the greatest of things, it's all about the way God planned it. See, we need to be able to submit to that plan. Jesus submitted to the plan. He said, not my will, Father, but thy will be done. Jesus committed to the plan. That means that if Jesus can do it, who saved us and brought us out of darkness, we ought to be able to submit to the plan too. Because see, being able to submit to that plan, he went to the cross that you and I might be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. There's some truth in, in what this walk is about. And Jesus died that you might know that truth. Jesus died an agonizing death that you might learn and know that that's how much I love you. That's how much this plan means to me. And all this, that the election, the call of God can come forth. Why? Why, you ask? Look at verse 29. Verse 29 says, For the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. I heard a, a, a pastor say that that verse is an endless joy because you and I have gifts God has given to us. There's a calling inside of you that God has, has put inside of you. And that gift and that calling of God, the Bible says, is without repentance. If you look at what that says in the, King, in the New King James Version, it says the gift and the calling of God is irrevocable. Can't change it. There's something on the inside of you. There's something going on inside of you. The New Living Translation said can never be withdrawn. The gift inside of you, it's not going away. It's in you. God put it there for a purpose, for a plan, for a part of what he has already set up to go forth in this life. It's on the inside of you. It's your gift. It's your talent. And it's there for a purpose. The message Bible says, and it can never be canceled. Never be rescinded. 
So I'm saying that to say, people, there is something on the inside of you that God has put. And whatever that is, it's put there for a purpose. It's put there for a plan. It's put there for a work. It's put there for a blessing. And everything about you is about that plan. Everything about you is about that purpose and about that work. Look at verse 30. It says, For as ye in time past have not believed God, yet have now obtained mercy through their unbelief. It says, Even so, these also now not believe that thou, that through your mercy they also may obtain mercy. It says, for God has concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. In those three verses of scripture, mercy is spoken four times. Mercy says that I don't get something that I deserve. That's what mercy is. I deserve it, but I don't get it. I don't get what I deserve. Let, let me give you an example of what that means. If I was going to take it from a point of driving your car, you're driving down the street, you're, you're going 20 miles over the speed limit. Cop pulls you over and says, I pulled you over because you were going 20 miles over the speed limit. He says, I'm going to give you a warning this time. Be safe. Slow it down. And be careful how you're driving. That's mercy. Because you deserve that kicking because if you were going that 20 miles over the speed limit, some of you were going probably 40. But then at the same time, Romans 3 and 23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Now that's grace. And the grace of God says that I get something that I don't deserve. Jesus went to Calvary's cross for us because the wages of sin is death. And we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We deserve to go to hell's fire. But Jesus said, I died for him. I paid it all at Calvary. Everything was paid for every sin at Calvary. Jesus paid it all. Every grief, every care, every sin he paid for at the cross to fulfill 
the plan of the Father. He gave it for you, and he gave it for me. So my question for you is, when we look at this plan of God, what will you do for such a great salvation? Will you plan to be part of God's plan? I'm closing. I went to a revival this week. And the pastor that was preaching at this revival, he asked a question. He said, on your job, in the mall, at the hairdresser, at the barbershop, in your day-to-day living, can people see Jesus in you? And you want to know, that got me to thinking. Can people see Jesus in me? Because I've got to understand that in a lost and dying world, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes up to the Father except by me. You might be the only Jesus the lost world ever sees. And it depends on how your life is being lived on a day-to-day basis. Can people see Jesus in you? See, it's all a part of God's plan. And you are a part of that plan. And that plan is that all would be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Let your light go shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. It's all about how you live your life on a daily basis. See, because it is the plan of God. And my word to you is stick to the plan because it's the way God planned it. See, everything that I said to you this morning is all about giving glory to God. That's what this is all about. It's not about how good I am, how much knowledge I have, how many degrees I've got on the wall, how much I know. It's about giving glory to God because he deserves the glory. It's about lifting up his name. 
and saying, thank you, Lord, for all that you've done because he deserves it all. It's all about the glory of God. And it's the way that God planned. Do you receive it? Give him praise. We at Clarion Call Christian Center thank God that you worship with us. We are located at 213 Green Street in the city of Warner Robins, Georgia. Feel free to join us at any of our scheduled services or fellowships. They are worship service each Sunday morning at 10 a.m., Sunday school, second and fourth Sundays at 9 a.m., Bible study every Tuesday at 7 p.m., Women of the Kingdom Sisterhood Fellowship every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Remember that you are a value to the kingdom of God. Be blessed.